Welcome to this Texas Sports Nation podcast. I'm John McLean. You can reach me at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And I'm Brooks Cabina, and you can follow me at B-K-U-B-E-N-A. Brooks, it has been a tumultuous time in the Texans' coaching search to replace David Culley with a fifth coach in franchise history. They were going to hire Josh McCown. Lovey Smith was staying as defensive coordinator. Pep Hamilton was going to be promoted to offensive coordinator. But because of the Brian Flores lawsuit, they pivoted to Lovey and promoted him, and Pep stayed as the offensive coordinator. What have you? What do you make of everything, say, over the last week since Brian Flores filed his lawsuit that seemed to turn the NFL upside down? Well, it, it, it was a situation where the Texans have interviewed Josh McCown three times in the last two years. That was based on his relationship and established friendship with Jack Easterby. And with them coming to this point where he was one of the three finalists, and if they had made that hire, it would have been scrutinized just because of Josh McCown's lack of coaching experience, both at the NFL and college. It would have been almost unprecedented in the league's history for that, and it would be for the Texans in normal circumstances. And uh, it would it would take some time for Nick Casero to get convinced of that, and it was moved to the point where he liked him enough to make him a finalist. So, um, you know, that would have had some blowback. But then once Brian Flores sued the NFL based on racial discrimination and a couple of Sundays ago, um, we wrote in the Chronicle, and you could see some of that still online, where since 2003 we uh, dug into the uh, NFL's history of lack of diversity and their failure to promote minority candidates through the coaching pipeline. So that is an issue. And Mike Tomlin at the end of last season when David Culley and Brian Flores was fired was the only remaining black head coach in the NFL. And whenever Brian Flores sued the NFL, that brought out a national discussion about this again. And the Texans, uh, with Josh McCown ready to go, would, you know, if they were going to go ahead and hire him, that would be even more of a backlash against that. So, um, you know, if the if if they were if they're thinking that he was a candidate, you know, and 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 making the case to go ahead and go with it, you you, you wonder if how much of a sell it would be to just go ahead and push through with that. But uh, Levy Smith um, emerged as a candidate on Sunday. So, you know, um, the way to kind of look at that and how I how how it makes sense to me is that you know if you spend a month searching for a coach and it ends up being the one who's already on staff. And not only that, um, last year they hired Lovey Smith along with David Culley. And Culley, after one year, was fired for um, uh, for for $20-plus million and had to be paid out for the full four years of his contract. Um, you know, that if, if it doesn't seem like that's the scenario that anybody wanted was to end up having to promote from within whenever there was all these other candidates that they went out and tried to interview. Brooks, I think the only plan they had was to hire McCown. As you mentioned earlier, you know, Jack Easterby and he are very close. They bonded over the FCA. And if it wasn't for Brian Flores' lawsuit, he'd be the head coach here. One of the things they can't be accused of is age discrimination. They've gone from Romeo Cornell, 72, to David Culley when he's already 65. Lovey Smith is 63, so they've gotten younger every time. That means the next coach will probably be 61 in two or three years. But Lovey has a very interesting 
history as a head coach. You take you out his first year with the Bears, and he was 24 games over 500, including 3-3 in the playoffs, and then he was fired after a 10-6 season. Then he goes to Tampa after he finished second to Bill O'Brien here in 2014. So he goes to Tampa, and he goes 2-14, and 14, improves by four games, 6-10, and 10, got fired. And that took his record took a beating when that happened. But you know from covering him this season, he's very respected. He's a very smart guy. Everybody likes him. I'm sure the players are going to like this. But, you know, they're still in a rebuilding mode. But do you believe, like I do, Brooks, that this team is so much better off right now than it was this time last year for David Culley? Well, it's in a different situation um, personnel-wise. Um, you know, having Lovey Smith there, they made all the moves to make the um, players available on the 4-3 system for him, and you've got people they can add to it. Um, what's interesting is, uh, you know, even Justin Reed, who whose rookie contract is up, cryptically tweeted, well, this is interesting. Uh, now that Lovey Smith is the head coach of the Texans, maybe he'll be more open to returning to the franchise, but there's other guys like Kamu Grugier Hill who had a heck of a season in this uh, scheme. And then Jonathan Grenard can continue to progress as a defensive end within that as well. And Malik Collins, who uh, was a good three tech in the four, three scheme. You can have him there too. So yeah, there's more to build on personnel wise. And also, I mean, the further away, um, you know, you, you get from the drama of 2020, the better um, there is uh, consistency in the coaching um, with Pep Hamilton too. And that's good for Davis Mills uh, because, you know, Tim Kelly had his hand in it as well. And Pep Hamilton did too. And they can build on the continuity of his progression. And that's one of the most important things on the roster, if not the most important thing. Um, And still though, you still have Deshaun Watson in the background and that legal situation has not been resolved, nor has any, trade been concluded so there's still that there but yeah I mean overall in a sense they are a year away um you know from last year and that that's that's a better situation than they were in a year ago caps in a lot better shape they showed promise with all their draft choices right now they have nine draft choices unfortunately they won't get compensatory picks in the third round for having a head coach uh who was on their staff because can't do it from within, and a guy's got to be on the staff for two years. Now, Pep Hamilton, you know, he wants to be head coach. He'll be a coordinator. Maybe the next couple of years they show improvement, and he gets more opportunities. He sure was in demand as a coordinator. He did two interviews, turned down at least two more, and the McNairs had to have stepped up, paid him a lot of money to go with this promotion to keep him here as you said, to Coach Davis Mills. Where do you see the team going now, other than to free agency and a draft? What do you think they need? Do you think it'll change uh, with Lovey as the head coach? Well, they have to fill out the rest of their staff. Um, you know, they've, they've lost uh, James Campen, offensive line coach, and Andy Bischoff, a tight end coach, and then a wide receiver coach uh, also. Um, so they have to fill in those pieces. Uh, you know, Lovey Smith, he's – been a head coach twice before, so he's definitely had deep ties to coaching, and I think he'll be able to fill that well. Um, I think that'll be um, a definite conversation through Casario and Easterby as well. Um, they are collaborative in that sense, but it makes you wonder if a guy like Heinz Ward, who interviewed for the head coaching position, might end up on the coaching staff, or 
maybe even McCown himself again, um, going into the quarterback coach and replacing Pep Hamilton. But you wonder if Josh McCown, who has been a finalist two years in a row, or at least interviewed two years in a row, um, if you're Lovey Smith, if you're wanting to have someone on staff who might eventually be seen as your predecessor, that's a question he'd face pretty much any time you would be asked about Josh McCown. And you wouldn't want to feel like you're being undermined. And not that that would be the case, but that would certainly be something hovering over the team. So, uh, you know, filling out the staff and what, what do they, what do they pull on those things? I mean, who, who's defensive coordinator, Lovey Smith, I would, I would assume is still calling the defensive plays. And um, I, I don't know who else they would um, promote to that kind of role or who would accept that kind of role right now. And, Maybe maybe he promotes his son, Miles, to defensive coordinator and still maintains the day-to-day on the defense. Um, that, that would be kind of my next look before uh, they start going to free agency because that'll dictate how they sign players, whether they'll uh, be going along those ways. Um, I mean, the other interesting thing is, is like what offense is Pep Hamilton going to use? Is he going to stick with what uh, the Texans were kind of running with this run-oriented maybe up-tempo blend uh, towards the end of the year that started to work more? Or are they going to start using a little bit more what he did with the Colts and and previously? Um, I'm sure that'll be uh, part of what they're crafting and uh, explaining here. So that'll be interesting to see. And once those things come out, whenever we talk to the coaches tomorrow and, um, uh, you know, what we'll see, um, will kind of help us understand what kind of players they're looking for. Well, Lovey will call the defenses and the offensive line coach I would love to see them get is one of the best in the league, one of the best in league history. Mike Munchak from Denver. Mike's looking for a job. A lot of teams are after him. Lovey Smith should have called him the minute he knew he was going to get that coaching job. I'm John McLean. You can reach me at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And I'm Brooks Cabina, and you can find me at BKUBENA. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for reading, and thank you for watching.